Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Harmony. And we are Lymphatic Care. The Naked Truth. We are going to dive into the lymphatic system, discuss how the system has let clients down due to lack of resources, education and knowledge on the challenges that affect the lymphatic system. We are looking forward to sharing our stories and our experiences. Today we're chatting to Catherine and she's from California. So I'd like to introduce you to her. Hello, Catherine. Hey. Let's start with age. How old are you? I was like turned 37. Well, thank you for that. That's very hard to say how old you are these days. Much appreciated. Uh, Tell me about your diagnosis. Um, I was diagnosed back in January 2020. Yeah. But I was showing symptoms for about a year, year and a half before that. Yeah. The primary I was seeing at the time was a nurse practitioner. She thought it was just water retention. And yeah. Put me on uh, Lasix and... I didn't feel it was Lasix, you know, like I had the yeah. stereotypical signs of very swollen legs yeah. and all that, like had trouble walking and all that. After about, like, I want to say seven months of taking Lasix, I'm like, this isn't water retention, something else. Yeah. Um, started doing my own research and came across, I remember hearing about lymphedema somewhere long time ago, don't remember how or where. I remember I looked it up, and from everything I read, I believed I had that. Yeah. So in January 2020, like, I had it caught in the back of my leg. That kind of confirmed it for me that it was lymphedema because it wasn't bleeding. It wasn't healing. Yeah. But it was leaking, like, kind of like a clear liquid. And, like, I went to my primary, and I'm like, listen, this is what's going on. I think what I have is lymphedema. I'm not – any chance you can confirm it, she's like – it could be. I really don't know. Mm. Got sent to a wound care specialist for that. The wound I had in the back of my leg, and Dr. Mealy looking at my legs, like, yeah, you have lymphedema. And we were going over my medical history, and we believe it was from a knee injury I got when I was 16. Wow. That kind of triggered it. Is it just one leg or both legs? I have it in both legs, but my left leg's worse than my yeah. right leg. Yeah. So when was the injury when you were a teenager? Do you remember back? And how? I was, I got the knee injury in June 2002. I the exact date. I don't remember. But I was visiting family in Northern Ireland, and my mother and I just got back into my grandfather's town in Northern Ireland. Um, while she was talking with the guy that dropped us off, I saw some money on the ground being the typical 16-year-old, ooh, free money, want to pick it up. And as I went to do that, my left leg popped out and popped back in, and I just immediately fell to the ground and could not move. And I was trying to get my mother's attention for like a half hour, and before she realized, hey, something's wrong. Yeah. So do you have any family history with lymphedema at all? As far as I know of, no. I know my father had some issues with just like like regular water retention and all that, due to like high blood pressure and all that and weight issues, but as a lymphatic system, no. No. Nothing that I know of. Any heart or kidney issues? Um, history of um heart disease, like going back to grandparents 
And I know my father has some issues with his kidney. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And nothing's happening with you, so you didn't inherit those issues? Um, I know in high school I had a little bit of issues with blood pressure, but that was mainly due to stress Yeah, at the time. So far, really nothing since blood pressure or kidney-wise. Okay. So did you have any surgery on that knee or any review by your doctor at all? A year, about a year after my knee injury, I ended up having orthoscopic uh, surgery yeah. uh, to remove some of the inflamed tissue and all that. And, of course, did the, like, the physical therapy and all that. Yeah. In college, I wanted to get back into shape and went through the weight. Tried going through the like the trainer program to kind of get the idea of what to do. Yeah. Um. They wanted me to get checked out to make sure, and they were saying, "Hey, there's some, still something you need." That. So, did they remove any nodes when they did the surgery? As far as I'm aware, of, none were removed. Now. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So, what types of treatment have you tried to get that? Um, lymphedema under control? Um, the main thing I've done is the compression garment wraps. Yeah. I've done that on and off for like the last three years. Yeah. This last round, I started back in mid-September and just added, ended in the beginning of April. Yeah. We're currently trying to see if our reduction kit would work for my legs. Yeah. I ended up developing a one main lobe and two small lobes on my legs, and this last round didn't seem to really help with that. Yeah. And I know my primary was suggesting possible surgery to help yeah. with that. Yeah. So what surgery are you referring to? Um, the info he provided was in uh, lipo-debulking. Yeah which he really didn't know about a lot about, as well as the vein transfer. Wow, that's a big surgery. Removal and all that. So did you happen to see a vascular, a vascular surgeon at all when it came to your veins? No, I haven't seen a vascular surgeon, but when I was first diagnosed, the wound care center doctor had me go to get my arteries tested. Yeah. Um, like an ankle brachial index test. Yep. Yep. Um, at that time, they feel I was showing signs of uh, peripheral artery disease. Yeah. But they never gave me the results of that okay. test until recently when I got a copy of the report and talking with my certified lymphedema therapist, she's like, since you've had this done, your legs have gotten smaller and things have moved and all that. Good. So, now we're just going back to the wound that you found on your leg. How long did that take to heal? A little over a month to fully heal. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'm searching the wound care center. Okay. So, do you break out on little blisters at all? Nothing like what I've seen most people come across with now. Yeah. Occasionally, I get like little postules. Yeah. Well, it looks like pimples to me, but I don't mess with them. I just leave them be, and if they burst on their own, they're good, but nothing big. Yeah. So, have you ever suffered with cellulitis at all? I've gone two rounds with it, yes. Oh, no. That's I know quite painful. That's quite painful, isn't it? Oh, yes. 
Yeah, not good. So what is your medical team? How are they um how are they in general? Were they happy to accept the diagnosis that you have lymphedema? The nurse practitioner I was seeing, it didn't seem like she was fully behind it. Yeah. I'm obviously overweight and all that and weight's always been an issue with me. Yeah. The lymphedema clinic I've gone to as well as the wound care center as well as the doctor I'm now seeing seem pretty confident I have lymphedema. Yeah. Um, have been guiding me in what ways to go about doing it. Though yeah. I know yeah. my primary right now isn't as knowledgeable as others are. So, have you ever been to hospital with your cellulitis at all? Well, when I was diagnosed, I had a real bad case of cellulitis, and I went to see my primary. And she's like, if it doesn't, if it extends beyond these lines, go to the hospital. And I was like, the next day it was beyond the lines and ended up going to the hospital and they prescribed stronger antibiotics which I ended up being allergic to. Oh, no. That's not good. That's no, not no. good. Oh, what a way to find out what you're allergic to, hey? Okay, so what type of garments do you wear? Is it knee-high or full leg? Full leg. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm wearing... um. Circuit uh, full-on reduction kit that comes in um, the three segments. Oh, that's well good. And how are you coping yeah. with that? It's Once I get in place on my left leg and it stays there, I'm good. It's just working on making sure it stays in place. Yeah, yeah. So, we have issues when we go and see our clients that it tends to fall down after a few hours, especially if they're more, uh, very mobile. Well, they're, they're, we've got quite a few clients that have a bed bound, so because they're not moving, they can stay there. But, yeah, moving around with some garments is really hard sometimes, especially for the three layers. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how's your pain through all that? It's not really like the – there's times where I get the pain where it's like, okay, I need something for it. But right now, as of lately, it's been uh, – Kind of like, hey, you know, lay down, get your feet up. Yeah. And like a constant, you know, hey, you're doing too much or you need to do something different. Yeah. You know, to kind of alleviate it. Yeah. Yeah. Have they didn't put you on pain relief or anything like that to help you? Uh, they prescribed me um, naproxen, if I remember correctly, for a while. Yeah. And that worked, but it didn't really do anything pain-wise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how's your skin integrity now? For the most part, it's been all right. Like, I've been, I'm cautious in what I do and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, good. Like, compared to others, I, in my opinion, I'm all pretty good. That's good. So um, going back to your medical team, how are they with confronting your self-diagnosis of lymphedema, were they accepting? Were they happy to help? Were they happy to learn? Like the lady I was initially seeing primary care-wise, leading up to the diagnosis and afterwards, you know, she didn't really buy it. Yeah. But once I started seeing the primary I have now, he's like, yeah, you have it. And, you know, he's working with me and, like, he does his research in regards to treatments and all that and what to what do. do. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, um, that's good. 
Uh, the lady that started the certified lymphedema therapy um, by me, she's like, I'm surprised you did all the research and like what triggered it. I'm like, I didn't believe it was water retention and the, that the Lasix weren't working. Yeah. And something else was going on and I got tired of hearing the runaround. Yeah. Weight and all this other stuff. Were you actually diagnosed with lipedema as well, with lymphedema? Um, no official diagnosis of lipedema, no. No. Um, are you going to follow that up to see if you can be tested for that? Um, once I get insurance, I'm going to be seeing what tests need to be done to yeah. make sure and see what I would need to do just in case I do do the surgery. Yeah. Because I want to make sure my eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. Yeah, fair call. So uh, is this liposuction you're talking about surgery? Oh, uh, like the lipodebulking, yeah. Yeah. So did they say how long that surgery will take and how long that recovery period is? A lot of what I've seen online, um, it seemed like it would be like the same day type of surgery, depending on how bad everything is. Yeah. Um, Granted, a lot of it was in reference to uh, the lipodemia. Yeah. I'm presuming it's the same when it comes to lymphedema. Yeah. I think it all depends on everything that they come across in regards to, like, the surgery and, like, any of the masses they take off. Yeah. And it seems like recovery, it all depends on what they remove and all that doesn't seem to be too bad. That's good. So going back to all your doctors, your first doctors, did they, like like here, uh, we've got a lot of doctors that don't believe in lymphedema or lipedema. They're quite happy to pass over Lasix as well quite quickly. They also suggest you diet and exercise, which that is not the case. That can't remove the, the fluid or the lipedema diseased fat. Did you have that same issue with your medical team? With the nurse practitioner, yeah. It seemed with her, a lot of it was weight-related or knee injury-related. You know, I'm not sure about where you're at, but I know here a lot of it is, there doesn't seem to be a lot of knowledge about lymphedema. So she wasn't really able to give me a definitive knowledge, hey, this is what you have, or it yeah. could be this, you know. We certainly, yeah, our our medical uh, team, I, they're learning. It's slow. I think when we started lymphatic care, we found that um, not a lot of doctors knew anything about it and because we've been going for three years now, they're starting to come around. They're, they're starting to do their research, which is amazing. Some still don't, don't get me wrong, and we've had plenty of podcasts regarding our medical system here. But saying that, we are very blessed to have a good medical system that we can go to hospital anytime we want and we get within reason and it's for free. So we are very lucky in that respect. So we don't have to have private insurance unless we want it. And that's only if you specifically want a doctor that you like or you want surgery like the now, you're best to have private health and I'm not quite sure if that's the same with your world. If um, if you really do need medical help, do you are you finding that you are in the middle of a process that you have to wait for that to happen? Do you feel that you're um, being pushed into surgery? No, 
Um, the primary care doctor I have now, I don't feel is really pushing me into surgery. Um, he definitely thinks it might be a good option to help me at least get rid of like the lobes I have and yeah. maybe alleviate some of the fluids and anything else that might not be able to circulate as well yeah. as it could be through the manual lymphatic drainage. Yeah. Yeah, so you obviously do some treatment on yourself with manual lymphatic drainage. Is there any other treatment that you do? Um, I also have a pneumatic pump I try and use oh, yes. one. And how'd you go I with can. that? How'd you go with that? Well, actually, the certified lymphedema therapist was able to get it ordered for me uh, back when I was first started seeing her. Yeah. And then it was like, it worked good. Um. But, like, during the time I didn't have insurance and I developed the slope, it was hard to use because it would not go over the lobe. Yeah. In a way, my legs weren't the same as when I was first diagnosed. Yeah. So do you find there's an increase in your fluid because of that? When I'm using it, it feels like it's working. And so you're um, working with Lasix and the pump together? I stopped taking the Lasix right when I got diagnosed because okay. it wasn't doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So how does lymphedema f affect your sleeping routine? Do you find that you your legs are too sore to sleep or uncomfortable? How does that, how does that look? When I was first diagnosed, uh, leading up to my diagnosis, and uh, probably like that first year of being diagnosed, I, my legs were like the real heavy and were having, I was having trouble getting comfortable. Yeah. So I wasn't really getting good quality sleep. Yeah. I was working overnights at a distribution center, so that, doing 10-hour shifts there was even worse. Yeah, that's hardcore. Um, but since then, you know, it's been a bit better so when I developed the one, the main lobe that's been a vein of my existence, all depends on how I can get it placed on my leg, and I can do all right sleeping-wise. Oh, that's good, because sleep is just the best when you can get it, that's for sure. Yeah. So how does lymphedema affect your social networking? Are you able to get out and do your interaction with your friends and family and things like that? It's been a real struggle in a sense, like leading up to and being diagnosed. Yeah. I was paying like a lot of fluid. I was making a lot of things difficult for me. Yeah. But as I got treatment and working with those I trusted with my diagnosis, things got a bit better. Then when I lost that one job when I was first diagnosed, I'd still try to push through, like, the pain I was dealing with and make myself work. Um, but I realized my body was telling me, hey, yeah. you need to do something different. And once I found a job that I thought might work, it ended up not working out. And, like, since probably mid of 2021 till now, I've definitely changed on how I do things and how I approach things. Yeah. Because I noticed, like, it was hard, really hard walking great distances. Yeah. So yeah. you found your mobility started to decrease because of the lymphedema. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you get um, any allied health, like a physio or physio um, exercise physiologist, to come and help you? Since tw on the end of 2021 till hopefully next month, I haven't had insurance. So I haven't really been able to do much with in that regards. Yeah. Um, I'm ho I'm starting a new job this coming week, and I'm hoping that. By the end of next end of June, I'm hoping to have insurance where I can do more physio related stuff. Yeah. But I do try and do um like knee exercises and hip exercises. Yeah. Uh, I was given when I was had operations on both my knees. So. Yeah. And how do you go with work? Oh, right now, um, I work at Burger King, which isn't an ideal job, but. I'm only there like three, four hours a day, and I got, I filled out an ADA form for them, and had my doctor fill it out and saying, hey, this is what she has, this is what she can and can't do. Yeah. So, that was a real big help. So, can you just confirm what an ADA form is? Because we don't have that in Australia. Um, Here in the U.S., it's ADA stands for American Disability Act. Okay, cool. So you need that document to get work? It's not necessarily a document to get work, but it's for those with disabilities like epilepsy, autism, yeah. glucose, I mean, diabetes and all that, or any sort of injury that would prevent, that would alter how someone works. Yeah, yeah. So do you suffer with diabetes at all? Um, they're saying I'm pre-diabetic. But uh, nothing's really. But whenever they do t do blood work on me, nothing's really changed. So they will just keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. So, do you get people to come and help you with your everyday living, like your shower and help you go shopping and things like that at all? Um, where I'm at, I really don't know too many people that I feel comfortable coming in and helping me. Um, like when I. If I have a lot of shopping to do, um, I would try and do like a, not, a lot of non-perishables that, yeah. that I can leave in my car and do, bring in small doses. Yeah. Oh, that's a good um, idea. Yeah. But when it comes to like shopping or going anything, doing anything out, I have to be careful. Like those that I do know that do know what I have, you know, they don't expect much of me. They're cool with me just hanging out and just chilling. Yeah. And yeah. going from there. Oh, well, that's a good plan. So in all in this journey since 2020, how's your mental health? Overall, it's all right. You know, at times I get frustrated with the diagnosis and dealing with this disease and knowing that there's not a lot of info out there. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I want to say demoralized, but in a way demoralizing, you know. Yeah. That... I always get the answers I want or I need, and there's not a lot known about the disease. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That's the same as here. We not many people know anything about it until we've sort of shaken the cages a little bit to get them to listen. So, how does um, your lymphedema affect your relationship with maybe family or a partner? Does that um, affect your relationship at all? It helped them understand, understand things a lot better and kind of keep an eye out for things. 
Yeah. Um, able to use them as sounding boards for some medical related stuff. But the rest of my family is like, are you sure you're doing what you need to? It's like, dad or whoever, you're not my medical team, you know? Yeah. I know I'm referring to them and it's like listening to some of my family that on some of their symptoms, it's like, hey, given what I have, get it checked out. Yeah, that's you know? a good idea. Well-known disease, especially with my father who has heart and kidney issues, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's... That sometimes um, links to lymphedema as well with the, the heart and kidney issues. Um, we certainly have to be signed off by a GP before we can provide that service and that treatment for them because you don't want to push fluid and find out that you're causing more harm than good. So we need to be signed off by a GP. So yeah. all the things that you've been through, where are you now in your journey? I'm in my third year since my diagnosis. I look at it as much of it as it is a curse. In a way, it's also a blessing. Yes. It kind of helped me step back and kind of like be all gung-ho and push through the pain and realize, hey, I need to listen to my body more and do what's best for me because I know at work-wise I would be easily replaceable if I kept going the way I was. And yeah. It helped me step back in a way and kind of reevaluate how I approach things. Yeah, especially when it's hard to get medical help with you guys. It's um, you certainly don't want to go to hospital if or see a doctor unless you really need to. So I guess you have to triage your body and find out what is worth going to hospital for. Yeah, that's a big thing. That over here is we have to. We don't have the free healthcare system, so a lot of us have to triage our symptoms and our all that and decide when to go to the doctor and when not to. So is that uh, including your nurse practitioner or your um, general practitioner compared to hospital, or is that a Medicare, medical across the board? Well, overall across the board. Okay. Wow. Um, the um the doctor I see and the nurse practitioner I was seeing as part of a group that uh does provide health care even to those that are in like a low income yeah or rural areas so that's been a good thing yeah um but it's like you're also limited to what can be can't be done based off insurance and what the person can afford yeah yeah. Wow, I honestly, I feel blessed with our medical system here. We are super blessed. If you had to give one piece of advice to a listener who's just starting their journey, what would you say? Listen to your body and advocate for what you feel you need to do what's best for you. Yeah. Without self-advertising or you know, sticking up for yourself when it comes to medical-related stuff, you're not going to get the answers you need and do your research. Yeah, yeah. Makes a difference when it also um, Dr. Google can come in handy at times, can't he? Up until I found, like, some Facebook groups, yeah, Google was a big help in answering a lot of questions or guiding me where to go, but yeah. there's still a lot to be desired. Yes, it's um, an open book. Google, isn't it? You can you can type your injuries in and find out that you could be anywhere in Google. It'd be quite scary. 
I am grateful for what we have and I am grateful for you for sharing your story. Thank you, Catherine. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, well, you take care and thank you so much for your time. No okay, no take problem. care. Thank have you, Catherine. You too. Bye for now. Bye. And that's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Our lovely Catherine from California. So it was lovely to hear her side of the story. Got to go. Hay, we have a website, info.lymphaticare.org, if you want to go and check us out. We also have Facebook and Instagram. There's lots to learn there. If you want to reach out via email, info.lymphaticcare@gmail.com. All those who live in the Brisbane area, give us a call 0410 032 335. Got to go.